0: A podcast to honor the
1: gods. This This better better come come with with a sacrifice.
0: Dave X Media.
1: Hagrid's hair was matted with congealed blood, and his left eye had been reduced to a puffy slit amid a mass of purple and black bruises. There were many cuts on his face and hands, some of them still bleeding, and he was moving gingerly, which made Harry suspect broken ribs. It was obvious that he had only just got home. A thick, black traveling cloak lay over the back of a chair, and a haversack large enough to carry several small children leaned against the wall inside the door. Hagrid himself, twice the size of a normal man and three times as broad, was now limping over to the fire and placing a copper kettle over it. Welcome to the Restricted Section, and today, for the low, low price of listening, you too can learn that liking Harry Potter is not a personality trait. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 20, Hagrid's Tale. Hagrid's back, baby. We finally get his tail or part of it anyway. He tells Harry, Ron and Hermione about how he and Madame Maxime traveled into the Alps to chat with the giants and it did not go as planned. And then Umbridge comes to call. And did I mention that Hagrid is just like throwing around a giant slab of raw dragon steak during this whole scene? I'm waiting for us to start recording to do this. Oh, my God. Wait, it's so wet. Hold on. It's so (laughs) wet. The listeners don't know know what it is yet.
2: It's a mystery.
0: Be careful of your eyes. (laughs) You'll shoot your eye out, kid.
2: Was it really loud? I didn't hear it at all.
1: It wasn't that loud, but it was loud enough that there's a sound bit, but Zoom definitely took it out.
2: Okay. Oh, great. So Zoom was protecting me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Zoom is protecting your ears. Okay, that was my last mystery bottle of bubbly from the New Year's Eve party. Nice. I don't remember permitting uh, any leftover bottles.
3: <laughs>
1: if you catch my drift, mm-hmm. I do. But there was one when I woke up the next morning, along with so fucking many shitty, shitty beers, like so many Bud Lights, and like Michelob Ultras, guys. I thought we were, I'm already like podcasting. I forgot to start the podcast. I thought we were beyond the shitty beer phase of our life. I thought my friends brought good beer to my house. And Christina,
2: I try to do my best when I come there.
1: You do great. (laughs) You could come over any day. You leave very nice local indie beers.
0: Yeah. You're an overachiever. Mm
1: -hmm. Damn. All right. I'm going to get us started. Welcome to the Restricted Section, and if you want to talk to us, you must approach us slowly and cautiously with a gift held aloft where I can see it. <laughs> My co-host today is the big gerg in charge, Grace. Uh, Say hello to the listeners, Grace.
2: <laughs> hello, listeners, and a very special hello to last week's guest, Ashley, who said I had a sweet voice, and I thought that was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: hey, Ashley, this one's for you, <laughs> said in my not very sweet voice <laughs> grace how have you been i haven't seen you since last year
2: i know Oh my gosh love that joke uh
1: i've been great it's gonna be extra good in seven days when this episode comes out yep
2: yes i've been great um since we last spoke i did adopt a cat and she <sighs> is
1: sorry so tr- excited
2: <laughs> she's the true gerg She's really,
1: (laughs) she's really in charge now. Bring her gifts. Yes.
2: uh, She's very fun and cute and cuddly. What's her name? Oh, her name is Pip.
1: I'm so truly excited for you to have a cat. They are my greatest joy in life is Mm. cats in general, the fact that they exist. And having a cat, being a cat parent brings just endless joy and entertainment to your life.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that so far. It's been really fun.
1: I'm very excited to announce that our special guest today is someone that you've definitely heard of before, although you may or may not have heard his dulcet tones. Um, our special guest today designed our logo. Say hello, Mike Hardison. Say hello to the listeners.
0: Hello, listeners. And I wouldn't exactly say I have dulcet tones, but we'll <laughs> roll with it for now.
1: Everyone has dulcet tones on this show. <laughs> um, Mike, how the hell have you been? How's your new year been so far?
0: I've been good. It's been a a quiet new year, but I've been enjoying it. Just, uh, just doing the de-decking of the halls and barely made it to midnight this year, but I did see the <laughs> ball drop. Good for you. At, at midnight and 30 seconds, I said goodnight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you made it, and that's what matters. I made it. Um, I forgot to say before I got into the conversation part of our show that Mike <laughs> works with me and Grace over at Wildling Press um, if you listen to our other podcast, How Do I Book? You've definitely heard him over there. Um, and he's also a graphic designer. He designed the Restricted Section logo. He designed the Deus Ex Media logo. He had designed the Wildling logo. He designed <laughs> many logos and many books. Uh, a design genius, some would say. So talented.
0: A design wizard, I've heard.
1: Wizard. <laughs> a genius. <laughs> Mike, tell us, what is your Harry Potter history? Like, when did you start reading the books? When did you watch the movies? Dish.
0: Well, I'm going to give my age away a little bit, because when I was a freshman in college, I got a call from my childhood best friend's mom, and she called me while I was at the dorms, and she said, you have to read this book that just came out. And it was the very first Harry Potter, and this was in 1997. And so she said, stop, whatever you're doing, go buy this book. So I went and bought the book instantly hooked. And then like the next three or so came out while I was still in school. So every like fall break or something like that, I would buy it and come home for that three day weekend and just read the book, just the entire book. Yep. Um, So I definitely uh, was very like, you know, enthralled with the books and then uh, went through the same phase, like everybody with the movies I've, seen the movies more than i've read the books mm-hmm. so i do get the uh what happens in the movies mixed up with what happened in the books
2: the movie memories you know,
0: from time to time
2: yeah right
0: but yeah but that was my uh experience with it it was my uh friend's mom called me and she said you have to read this book that's
1: so and, funny i love that i'm
0: glad she did
1: oh what hogwarts house are you
0: i'm a gryffindor i am a ginger-haired gryffindor Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's uh, fitting although before I uh took my sorting test I just knew I was Ravenclaw but that was just because I really like the shade of blue and I think ravens are cool.
1: Yeah, it's and, the aesthetic more than anything else.
0: Right. And then I, you know, I took the test and I'm like you're a Gryffindor and I met Grace and I was like, "Oh, that's a Raven."
1: That's a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we actually do have a very diverse assortment of Ravenclaws here on the restricted section. Mm -hmm. We have like the Grace, who I think is like, I think the most obvious, um, because you're studious. But we also have the Haley, Mm -hmm. who's like the mad scientist of Ravenclaw. She's more of a Luna Lovegood type. Mm -hmm. Yes. We have Andrew, who's like, the pursuit of knowledge is is like a game to me. Yeah. My dad is also that kind of Ravenclaw.
0: I'm so absorbing that Andrew is a uh, Ravenclaw.
1: No, I know. Uh, he, well, you know, I'm I, I would never, I would never try to tell someone who they are, but <laughs> I mean, <Right>. come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it mean, gives strong Hufflepuff vibes.
1: Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, maybe? Oh my god. Yeah, it's I was Gryffindor. thinking maybe he's Gryffindor. divergent. Mm, maybe. Could be.
0: I will say that I am Slytherin Rising. I do appreciate that a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Who's your favorite Harry Potter character? New question. I've never asked a new Ooh. guest that before. Mine? Uh, I'm
0: feeling
1: inspired to improv you know, right
0: now. I'll always stay in with Luna Lovegood. I absolutely love her so much. Like oh, she's Oh, I'm sorry
1: she's not in this chapter.
0: I know. It's fine. It's fine. I just I thought about her. I thought about her while I was reading the chapter and it's fine.
1: Aww.
0: <laughs> you know, and I am uh I love Professor McGonagall. Like I'm so glad she's, you know, Gryffindor. <laughs> Two
1: completely opposite characters. I know. It
0: it, it fits my personality for
1: sure. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to finally get you on the show, Mike. And we are here today to talk about Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, chapter 20, Hagrid's Tale. I just realized that like five episodes ago, I was like, we're halfway through. And our guest was, I think maybe it was Charlie, was like, No, you're not. That's not how math works. Uh. And I was like, damn, I'm not even halfway through. Or maybe it was Claire. Maybe this has happened more than once. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. I forgot to notice it when like a chapter or two or three ago. I'm really bad at math. We are more than halfway through the book now. So thank fucking God. Am I right? You're right. Yeah. Chapter 20, Hagrid's Tale. Do either of you have the physical book in front of you by any chance? I do not. What page does chapter 20 start on? If you please.
0: I want to say I just had it open. I closed it to show you that I had the book.
1: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Sorry,
0: uh. <laughs> it's fine. Should
1: have made my desires clearer.
0: <laughs> four twenty, very it's, fitting. It's four forty. <sighs> yep, four twenty through
1: four forty. Wow! First of all, amazing. So that's out of an eight hundred and seventy feet, fa- eight hundred and seventy page long book. So we're actually There's not halfway through the book. Damn it! By oh, by page number, right? We're not halfway through yeah, the book by page. That's number. right. Wow, I'm gonna walk into the ocean with all of my copies of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, and none of us will ever return. We're gonna be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> I can't believe I just celebrated. I cannot believe I just celebrated being halfway through this book. You should And shouldn't we're not even actually it. halfway through this book. should
2: just continue to live in blissful <sighs> You're ignorance. Right.
0: You're, You're really right about you that. You can kind of c- you can celebrate next week. Yeah. At the end of this at if the I end make of this chapter, you are halfway through.
2: Mike, can you do you still have it open? Can you hold yes. it up so I can see like how it looks when it Oh, how the pages? Yeah.
1: Yeah, how they
2: how they fall. You know I
1: mean? There like, should be a There but no, like hold this. it up like flat so we can like see our how the pages logo. organically fall. Oh. Yes. Hold it open. Oh, okay, yeah, like, like that. It's close. Yeah, no, we're not it looks like we're not halfway. <laughs> it does look yeah. that way.
0: <laughs> it does go to 870 pages.
1: I think there's, like, bugs flying around in my brain. Like, I think I'm slowly turning into a person full of bugs trying to read this book so slowly. I feel like there isn't a brain in there anymore, nor is there a heart and inside of it a drive to go on.
0: <laughs> I get it. I mean, of the books, this is probably the hardest to get through.
1: Oh, my God.
0: You know? Yeah. And I was It's like, fine. It's necessary, oh God, oh but it's hard to get through. I mean... I'm bridge alone.
1: Ugh. Sorry, I was pouring my Brute, from my Aldi Brute. They have the cheapest Brute at Aldi, and like it's just one of those things that always overflows. Like it always pours oh, every more time. bubbles than you think it's going to. Yeah. And I'm I'm like using like the tiniest little cup. It's so cute. Cool. <laughs> makes me drink it slower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, I got my biggest wine glass that I had before oh, yeah. starting this. What are you,
1: are you drinking? Just like a a red, a regular red.
0: I am drinking a bottle. Well not the whole bottle, we'll <laughs> see how the show goes, uh, of unoak Merlot made by my aunt and uncle.
1: Oh, yeah, you okay. left some of that at my house.
0: Did you drink it? I
1: haven't drank it at all okay. yet.
0: That's the Pinot Noir. That one I like, is, that's my favorite.
1: Okay, but I'm having yeah. a Merlot tonight. I literally haven't even drank it. There's just been like a, a great bounty of booze at my house recently. Nice. No, and I
0: fucking love it because they're uh, retired and they just want things to do. So if you just buy the wine kit for like $80 or so, they'll make you the wine and give it to you and you get like 29, 30 bottles.
3: What? That's so
2: fun.
0: Of homemade wine. That's a high yield. It's so good. (laughs) It's so worth it.
1: When I was in early college, my parents took a winemaking class together and you know it was real early college because my parents were together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was so bad. Like the wine that they produced was so bad that they wouldn't drink it and they gave it to me. I was like 19 years old. They gave me a case of wine. 12 bottles and they wrote on it or I, maybe I wrote on it Mr. and Mrs. Khan's bad wine <laughs> and you just put it out at a college party somebody's gonna drink that that's shit
2: that's true mm-hmm.
1: yeah I was like this is gonna be such a long boring chapter but it actually was such a great relief to get to talk about anything else yeah anything other than what we've been talking about this whole time
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was nice to like you know it's nice that Hagrid's back so that's how this chapter starts Hagrid's back baby
2: and he is looking rough. He's looking he rough. Is fucked up. He's <laughs>
1: fucked up. It makes Hermione scream. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Audibly. Yeah. They notice that the lights in his cabin are on. It's after hours, so they wear the invisibility cloak. I think this is the first time that the three of them are too big to, to fit easily under the cloak. Yeah, I thought that was pretty up. cute. Awkward, but cute.
2: Yeah, Ron's so tall now.
1: Well, and surely, like, even if he's crouching, like, surely someone can still see his ankles occasionally like i don't feel mm-hmm. like i could crouch that good across a castle
2: no yeah
1: yeah so haggard when they get there is fucked up he's actively bleeding he has like a swollen shut black eye probably some broken ribs harry's like that looks like a broken rib to me and i'm like well you, you've never seen a broken rib i've been with you this whole time
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah his hair is like matted with congealed blood disgusting
0: but he's still got a smile on his
1: face. Oh, okay. happy to see them. Yes. I was just watching a TikTok. I forget what the the person's handle is, but they do like the OSHA inspector coming to Hogwarts and like lawyers coming to Hogwarts. Um, I'm sure that people in the Discord know who I'm talking about because we've talked about this person. What was I even saying? Oh, yeah. He has this bit about like, uh, do you know that some of your students just like go down to the groundskeeper's cabin like all the time, like in the middle of the night? Oh, oh, you trust him. Oh, okay, I'll make a note of that. Like, <laughs> they just started, like, sneaking down there in the middle of the night. It's an apropos.
2: It is an apropos. I agree with you there.
1: He won't explain his injuries. He slaps a steak of dragon meat over his eye to let... I don't care how fucked up my eyes. I'm not putting raw meat on my face like that.
2: No.
0: And yeah, that's, an old, that's an old school thing to do. Yeah. Back in what the is the...
2: Like, why... What is the reasoning? What is that doing?
0: I have no clue. You know, I looked it up ages ago because I was curious because, like, you know, you see like a Rocky movie or something. Yeah. You know, it's a big old ribeye sitting on their eye. (laughs)
1: It's literally just because it's cold.
2: That's it. It could be anything that's cold.
1: Yeah. Maybe in the olden days, people thought it was more than that. But it's literally just like get a bag of peas. Whenever I hurt myself, I get a bag of peas because I always have them. They're only a dollar. Yeah. And they can like conform, it's almost like uh, micro beads. They like conform around your injury. Mm-hmm. You know what that I mean? That makes
2: sense.
0: Yeah, even if you look it up, it's exactly that. But I like how this uh, note ends it because it says the idea of putting a steak on your eyes because the meat has been sitting in refrigerator, freezer. It's nice and cold and will help the swelling and bruising go down by constricting blood vessels and decreasing inflammation. However, Putting raw meat on an entry is just not safe.
1: safe. <laughs> the inspector would be so do disappointed. It. Just
0: don't do it.
1: Guys, did I tell you I fell down my whole flight of stairs yesterday? Oh, my God. No. Are you okay? I fell down a whole flight of, I, I'm 31 years old. The, po- the post-30 thing is a myth because I survived almost unscathed. <laughs> Wait, how were you scathed? Well, I, got, I just got a bruise on my leg. It's fine. Oh, okay. It just hurts a lot when I move my leg. But I was like at the top of the stairs first thing in the morning with a brim of overflowing, basically, cup of hot coffee and my work <laughs> computer. Those were the two things in my hands. Oh, no. <laughs> and I like, I like slipped like on the top step. The worst one. And like one. I had no idea what was happening, but my brain has enough autopilot that it just put my work laptop on the very top, completely unscathed, and then I, me and my coffee just slid down the stairs <laughs> together. <laughs> wow. So good of you.
0: And you're sure none of the cats pushed you?
1: I don't know what I tripped on. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. My slippers are slides, and I'm not, like, the least clumsiest person I know, so, you know, it was probably sucks, a issue. But um, it was so scary to fall down the stairs. I was like, this is how people die.
0: <laughs> did it feel like it was in slow motion?
1: Yes, and I was, like, grabbing, 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 but it was, like, just <laughs> carpet, and I was, like, going too fast to, like, grab it. <laughs> it was so scary. Did you just, like, lay there I,
2: for a minute?
1: I came to a stop at the bottom stair, sitting up still, so I didn't face plane or anything, but my coffee mug, my favorite coffee mug, did break into a bajillion pieces, no. and I spilled oh. hot coffee in like a like a full sphere like what do they call that like in every in every single direction from the sun like i spilled coffee damn <laughs> i spilled coffee like all the way up my stairs And my, like, mass market paperbacks that sit there and, like, all over every single step because the (laughs) mug, like, was intact all the way down. So it just, like, kept having more coffee in it. And then it exploded
2: everywhere. (laughs) That's a tragedy.
1: It was really upsetting. I was crying a lot. Sean was in a different part of the house, so he thought I died. And Oh, yeah. (laughs) But... <laughs> R. I. P. to my big purple Frozen mug because I loved that thing. I don't even care that much about Frozen, but that mug, God, it was so good. Damn. Um. Anyway, sorry. Well, I'm this glad monologue. you're okay. I, just, <laughs> I felt like yes. I had to talk through it. <laughs> Did you put some steak on your leg? No, I didn't. Sean okay. keeps telling me to ice it, but I'm like, eh Bruce It's winter time. I don't really care. Okay. Mhm, mhm. My leg is fucked up though. Like it's, Br- oh, it's bruised. I kind
2: of want to see it. No,
1: no, no. Okay. <laughs> it's not that kind
2: of Zoom call, I guess. <laughs> I'm
1: not gonna just, like, pull my leg up aside. But do you guys remember when, um, I think it's in the third Austin Powers, it's fucking John Travolta. What? No, it's not John Travolta. D- you're so. saying John Travolta
2: in an Austin Powers movie?
1: No, John Travolta, it's Goldmember, whom, in the spoof movie, that's the framing device for the real movie, John Travolta oh. does play Goldmember. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> But he's like doing his like disco skating and he like and he like lifts his legs like all the <laughs> yes. way up and they look like chicken wings. Yes. yes. You should do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Um we'll just oh and there it is. Listeners couldn't see it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but Y'all really happened. missed out. <laughs> so Hermione says, Did the giants beat you up, Hagrid? Okay, let's. But before we get into that, I just really need to talk about. So Hagrid. Has an, an injury. He's putting raw meat on it, which we already determined is, like, not necessary or good. Yeah. And then he's making tea also mm-hmm. without washing his hands with, like, yeah. raw meat finkies.
0: Raw <laughs> dragon meat, like, green.
1: green raw green meat finkies. Yes. Disgusting. Do we have to talk I about it? it? Any
0: less, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's any less worse than, like, raw red all. meat, but, you know.
1: I almost pour my brute over every single time. This cup is small because I filled it up like six times and I've barely drank any of this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Your cup runneth
0: over. I just poured another glass and every time I drink wine now, I think of uh, Linda Belcher saying, I've only had half of four bottles of wine.
1: That's my favorite. Oh my God. <laughs> That's probably like, I want I think I might want to get that tattooed on my body.
0: It's amazing. <laughs>
1: I forget what I was going to say, but just like oh, the he's the other- making
0: tea with dirty fingers.
1: The, o- the other thing about the dragon meat and like, sorry, I know we already talked about the dragon meat once. I just have a lot of questions. What do you think, Mike, what do you think dragon meat would taste like?
0: Oh, uh, I think it'd be very gamey. Like it have to be like, you know, like deer meat to like the nth degree. Mm. I don't think I would be a fan.
1: Hmm. Okay, gross. Grace, gross. what do you think? <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Um, they fly, so maybe like chicken.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, do chickens fly? Uh, sure.
2: They they probably wow. like hover. Ho- wow. Literally, or something. They
1: literally live in a place where there's so many chickens. I
2: know. <laughs> I'm really you. failing my heritage. I've like, known
1: so many chickens in my life. <laughs> do they fly? I feel like they fly. They fly. They f- yeah, they can fly, but not very far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but probably not good as
2: far as the taste.
1: Yeah, I would think, like, I'm not a very picky eater at all, except for, like, meats and cheeses. I feel like meats and cheeses are, like, different, and they can be weird in a way that's, like, upsetting. A vegetable is just, like, whatever, man. I'll just eat the vegetable. I don't care. Did it go bad? I trust it. Like, I'll eat the vegetable. Is it a weird one? Is it raw? Is it cooked? Like, I'll eat the vegetable. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But meat, I just think it would taste like, I don't know, maybe like a little metallic y. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. It. But also, like, how does Hagrid just have
2: dragon meat?
1: I honestly think he probably picked it up in hogsmeade on his way back
2: to Is his Is that like business. a regular thing that people would just like buy in the village?
1: I don't know.
0: It seems kind of underground ish. I mean, if you think about it, like, Especially with him being so in love with animals and, you know, dragons as well. Like, you'd think he'd have, like, a moral, like, standing against dragons. Yeah,
2: it's not giving care of magical creatures, Hagrid.
1: (laughs) Right. It is not. It's giving disdain of magical creatures. (laughs) I think that if there was a dragon steak in Hogsmeade, Haggard would know exactly who had it. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if it's not something that they have at the magical butcher, which is something we never hear about, but surely it exists. Yeah. Maybe, and this is actually what it seems like, maybe all magical creatures are, like, protected from being eaten because they're magic. Mm-hmm. And only the muggle animals get eaten. Interesting. That's some, mm-hmm. that's prejudiced. <laughs> <laughs> He literally lets Fang gnaw on the, the dragon steak and then puts it back on his face.
2: Right. Hermione tried to save him from that.
1: That's like the least gross part of this, honestly. Like, I let my cats lick me and my face. So <laughs> Ra- Hagrid, like, doesn't seem like he wants to talk. But Ron is like, OK, well, we'll tell you about how Harry got attacked by Dementors. If you tell us who attacked you, attack for attack, you know, that's
0: so very Ron.
1: well he's he's full ron in this chapter because every single thing that hagrid says ron's like what no are you for real that's crazy
0: that's the best part of ron though i know he gets a lot of slack but those are the reasons why like i love ron he's a good boy these moments you know
2: mikey you're basically a weasley so i feel like you're just gonna defend any weasley all the time
0: Yeah, there's quite a few of the Weasleys I will defend. (laughs) Honestly,
1: (laughs) if you were in the Weasley family, you would either be like a triplet to the twins, yeah, or Mm -hmm. you could you could go you could be Ginny Weasley. Like I think think you and Ginny have kind of a lot in common.
0: I was gonna say that I was like out of any of them, I feel like I'm. I feel like you know she and I are like the most the closest in personality. Honestly, what a
2: compliment to you. Like, thank you. I like it. She's the best one.
1: She's a Leo. I was like, what if she's a Pisces? Wouldn't that be crazy? So crazy. (laughs) She's Leo. Out of all the Weasleys, I'm probably a Molly. I'm going to do way Mm -hmm. too much to the point where it annoys other people and then get mad that they don't appreciate me more.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of like that, too.
1: (laughs) At first, I was going to say Percy, and then I was like, no, be kind to yourself. Oh.
0: Right, love yourself. I
1: was scared you
2: were gonna say Percy for me, and then I would just have to sue myself out because
0: <laughs> her screen just goes black.
1: <laughs> we're done. Goodbye. No, you're a total bill. You have like a cool ponytail. <laughs> That's really nice. It's like, yeah, she works at the bank, but like she dresses kind of edgy. You know what I mean? I'll take it. My, like other
0: bankers, I'm a cool banker. <laughs>
1: So Hagrid is like fine. I'll tell you, um, Hagrid hasn't heard anything since he's been like away on his journey. So he's like, I guess, I guess I do need information from you guys. So Hagrid describes how he and Madame Maxime left on this journey at the end of the previous term, right after the Goblet of Fire. They were pretending like they were going on holiday in France, and they were being followed by the Ministry. But they had to be careful like not to use magic because Hagrid's not allowed to use magic. They had to like act like they were going on vacation long enough to like shake the tail.
2: Yeah. So they leave directly after Goblet of Fire. They have this mission from Dumbledore. But like why is Madame Maxime with Hagrid? Because she's a half giant?
1: I think just because, like, yeah, maybe she Buddy system. Cares. It's lit- I think I think it's like all those things. I think it's like, well, I do like you, and also mm-hmm. buddy system, and also maybe I can help. And like, he doesn't have magic by himself? Yeah,
2: okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I definitely think she was driven by wanting time alone with Hagrid. She was so- la, la. She wanted like, a piece of his dragon's sake.
1: She's <laughs> like, I will go with you to the mountains, but we will go on a vacation in the south of France first.
0: <laughs> yes, we'll go visit my school. Isn't that where they went? to? Well, I think they said that. what they
1: were. They were said acting they were like going. they were, yeah. Right. <laughs> Apparently, Madame Maxime, a- a- a.k.a. olim.
0: I hate saying her first name, by the Olymp. way. I hate saying her fa- first name. It just.
1: My Google Docs autocorrected it to Olympus. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she's like a tough wilderness bitch. Like, I want a novella of like this, of like their summer. Yeah. You know? A little spin-off. I was thinking
0: the same thing because we just get him like talking about what happened. But I want an actual like story, like.
1: Yeah, I want to get to know her character better. Yeah, -hmm. she
2: seems very cool.
1: So they eventually get up into the mountains. I guess like the Alps?
0: I guess. That's what I pictured. Not that I've been to the Alps personally, (laughs) but my brain was like, it's the Alps.
1: I have been to the Alps. Well, yeah, I just feel like you could probably find places in the... There's a lot of people in the Alps like i don't oh, know okay. if you were trying to find an isolated mountain range like i don't feel like the alps is it but maybe that's all they had mhm right and they are beautiful beautiful place to have a giant community a a, a commune for your giant family due to do, do it took them a month to get there they were going a month a month <laughs> it's like why on, on page 420 out of 870 why, <laughs> why, why write a line like this? I don't know, man.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's like just let. Come on, come on. Let's just get through <laughs> it. Anyway, um, they found the giants.
0: Real quick, I do want to rewind when he's talking about them getting to the giants. Uh-huh. I if this is one of those moments where he's talking about having the separate story, and I really wished it. Like this chapter alone was written for adults because I want to know about his run-in with the vampire in Minsk.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Like things like that. Like I I wanna know the side. Class. I wanna know what happened. Yeah. yeah. And it's one sentence and he just moves on. And I'm like, but there was a vampire in Minsk.
2: There's a couple <laughs> things that Hagrid says and then just swiftly moves on. And I'm like, I wanna <laughs> like know nothing.
1: more. Oh, <laughs> uh, we need his travel log. Yeah. Yes. Aw, what if Hagrid
2: had a blog? <laughs>
1: oh my god, what if it? What would it be called? I
2: don't
1: <laughs> care of magical features.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'd have to think on that one.
1: Creature from the blog is that a thing? Creature from the bog? Did I invent that?
2: That's just Haley. I think so.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: <laughs> That's
0: just Haley. <laughs> All the love, Haley.
1: <laughs> I want to come up with one more good one.
2: We're counting on you.
1: (laughs) No, somebody else has to do one. Um, Hagrid's Tale. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not bad, not bad. I feel like i have seen it somewhere before. Yeah,
0: that one just came to me. I don't know where. Familiar.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay, (laughs) give me a second. It's coming to me. I can just think of like,
2: like entry titles, not the actual title of the whole thing. Like, Entry title number one: A month.
3: <laughs> um, A month.
1: Okay, wait. Okay, I have. I got the one more. He's the keeper of the tabs and windows.
0: Mm, I've heard that. Before. I've heard that. Also heard that. Mm-hmm.
1: Feels I've familiar too. That from Gr- 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 you might need to copy Wildling business T.M. <laughs> <laughs> Hagrid and Maxime have to approach cl- uh, like cautiously t- to the giants. Giants are 20, 25 feet tall, they're endangered. They all live together in these like violent giant communes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: In the Alps. They're jumpy about magicians. So they you gotta approach cautiously. Um, like you gotta give them a gift to show their respect. Mm-hmm. The giant in charge is called a Gurg.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Hate that. This one's name yeah. is Carcass. Spellers smell like Marcus.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Carcass.
1: <laughs> they give Carcass a gift of Grubreathian fire. Um, Hey, Robert, Robert Galbraith? Robert Galbraithian oh. fire? Uh-huh. That, one?
0: that went over my head.
1: Because <laughs> well, J.K. Rowling uh, Joanne, Ugh. publishes under the name Robert Galbraith.
0: Oh, because see, I, don't, her I don't know him. Because her
1: identity as a woman is really important to her. I don't know if you've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I have questions about this. Like, so they present this fire unto Carcass.
1: So ever- <clears throat> I like choked on my own, uh, my own spin. <laughs> um, it's everlasting fire. Yes,
2: everlasting fire. Mm-hmm. So they have traveled with this because... Dumbledore gave it to them to give to the giants. Okay. So like like, how?
0: Yeah, it was definitely not in their pocket.
2: Yeah, like how did they do that?
1: (laughs) It's like Calcifer from House Moving Castle. They have like a skillet with like a (laughs) fire. No, well, the only thing I'm thinking of is like Hermione has those jars with fire. Oh, yeah. Could be in a jar. Could be. The jar is enchanted to protect the fire and the carrier. Okay. I like it. Thanks. Yeah. I'll
0: go with that.
1: I'm a Harry Potter expert. You know, I got I got all the answers. You do.
0: <laughs> I knew
2: I could come to you with this question.
1: So, Goob, Braithian Fire, it, that's the kind of thing that I... It's, like, impossible to casually Google something like that and know if it existed before Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, the concept of Everlasting Fire is, like, a thing. Yeah. But I don't know about the name. It just seemed weird to me.
2: Yeah. I... I, I do think it's interesting because you could also just call it Everlasting Fire, which is what yeah, which Hermione is like says. She's mm-hmm. like, "Oh That's yeah,
1: too duh." Easy, is it? Gotta I though. I love it that. Up. I feel like gotta jazz it up a little. Everything
2: bit. that Joanne comes up with as far as naming things is usually the easy.
1: Do you remember? Do you remember when she capitalized owl treats like she invented <sighs> treats?
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know what. The Gabrathian bit means.
0: Is that a loud pour? I can't hear it. No, okay, Zoom good. is
1: too, but stuff picks up on the audio that doesn't get picked up on Zoom because Zoom has really good, like, background noise canceling. But, like, the point of our recordings is to not do that. Right.
0: <laughs> right. I gotta
1: do that manually.
0: That was definitely a loud pour, so I apologize.
1: No, that's good. That's good. I love getting sound clips like that. Little ASMR. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Carcass, the Gerg, didn't speak English, so he needed a translator. They gave the gift. It's a magic gift because giants don't have magic. They're like, cool, enjoy this gift. We'll be back tomorrow. I want to take a moment to appreciate how like difficult and important this task seems to have been. Mm-hmm. And like Haggard really, it sounds like like totally crushed it, you know, like really did. did it right. Yeah. He was like, we give his character a lot of shit. Honestly, the bottom line is that he just shouldn't be a child caregiver. But he's a really cool guy, a cool like ranger type with really dope skills. And like dump like Dumbledore's right to trust him with stuff like this.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: Just sh- don't leave him alone with your children. Not because of a sex thing, <laughs> just because of negligence. Just right. because just of the pure danger. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Grace, when you're moving around your apartment and you have little Pip now, yeah, do you sometimes fear that you're just gonna sit? Wait, is she your girl? Pip? Yeah, she. Her? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. she. Her. Do you
1: worry that you're just gonna like sit or like step on her or trip on her and like not notice, and you could like crush her entire body <laughs> just by being an idiot for one second? Uh
2: yes, that is real. Um, she is constantly underfoot, and yeah, yeah, it's they yeah, that. that's very real. It's very scary.
1: That's what Hagrid's like. It's like one foul move, and he could. You well, really he does at
2: some point kind of at the end of the chapter, I think, knock Hermione over uh, with a little pat on the back. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of um, two too eager pats on the back. But let's take a moment to be grateful for the fact that they are, in fact, pats on the back, which I've heard is one of the safe places where teachers are okay <laughs> to touch their students. <laughs> yes like pat on the back uh that's pretty much it honestly yeah Mm -hmm. because like even like a tap on the head or something is like so condescending don't do do that
0: yeah a firm (laughs) grasp on the shoulder is a no-no no No. (laughs)
1: Uh, a high five yeah
0: Mm. a a nice professional
1: school high five
0: (laughs) no jumping (laughs) flat-footed high five
1: so the next day, they bring Carcass uh, an indestructible battle helmet as the second gift. It's like the it's like Hanukkah. It's like, I'll keep bringing them.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: He's like, can we talk now? And they're talking through the translator interpreter. And Carcass like, knows Dumbledore. Dumbledore has a history of fighting for the rights of giants, d- demonstrably a pro-giant. And he's, like, interested in hearing what Hagrid has to say.
2: And then it all goes wrong. And, and then, then it the all the goes wrong. the shit
0: hits the fan.
1: Overnight, they can hear it. There's a fight. That, how scary must that be?
2: Really scary. Yeah.
1: They can hear the fight. In, down in the valley, they're sleeping up in a cave.
2: Yeah. A bloodbath.
0: And I, think that, and I think this fight really, like, screwed up uh, Madame Maxime's game. So I think she had another motive for going with Hagrid and getting in that cave.
1: And she's like, now there's
0: this fight.
1: Are you kidding Matter me? is just horny, dude. Why? What's her motivation to go on this? She's horny.
0: Yes. Done that's, done. What I, that's how I felt through this entire chapter. I was like, she needs to get it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Carcass got decapitated. And he had just gotten
2: that very cool battle helmet.
1: I know. That it's sucks. so sad. Wait, let me see. Hold on, I have to see something. So the illustration, uh, I have, I now have the illustrated edition of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, and the illustration at the beginning of this chapter is of a decapitated giant. Wait, what? Yeah, but he's not wearing his helmet. That's what I wanted to look at. Oh, it's see, like just his head. Should have he had it on. Just his head.
0: Oh, you yeah. Damn. Yes. Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. No battle helmet, though. No?
0: Nope. He should have been wearing it.
1: Rip. Yeah, that sucks.
0: Now your head's in the bottom of a lake.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sucks,
2: man. So this was like instigated probably by the Death Eaters, right? Like they're stirring the pot.
1: That's a good thought. That <laughs> hadn't occurred to me before because nothing ever occurs to me. But that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I immediately just figured the other uh, dude who wanted to be Gurg was just power hungry. After seeing the gifts, he's like, no, nah, fuck this guy. carcass <laughs> True. Down.
2: True. I was just thinking because the Death Eaters have been lurking, so I feel like they were like, you know what? We're just going to stir some stuff up.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just heard the word Gerg and it's I, my brain was like, old Gerg.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm old Gerg.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but he's not. He's new Gerg. <laughs> hmm <laughs>
0: He drinks Bailey from a shoe, a very <laughs> big, big shoe. <laughs>
1: <coughs> There's a new Gurg, and it's a big Lord of the Rings name, Golgomath. Mm-hmm. That's what all of the names of bad guys sound like in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Golgamath is new Gurg. Hagrid's like, fucking yikes. Uh, I guess I have to carry on it took us a month to get here
2: <laughs> yeah he's committed
1: so he takes down to the newgur he takes the, uh, the third gift a roll of dragon skin
0: that's where the dragon State came from <laughs> I'm
1: like what is that about that tracks I'm not really about animal skin but like it's kind of dope to have like a sh- like a roll of dragon skin <laughs> you can make some you cool armor out of that probably
3: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so no though. No. No. Because they attack him immediately. Yeah. They grab him. And luckily he has Madame Maxine because she uses magic to get them out of there.
0: The conjunctivitis
1: curse. <laughs> is that what it is?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she, gross. She makes her so, eyes gross.
1: I don't know why that didn't occur to me that it was just like conjunctivitis until you just said it out loud. Like <laughs> literally the conjunctivitis curse.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm
2: trying to imagine, like, Hagrid hanging upside down. Like, I, that's not even an image I can conjure in my mind. He's, like, hanging upside down. He's so big.
1: Not in this crew. You're right.
0: He's a baby.
1: He's a baby. Mm-hmm. So how would Hagrid have gotten out of this if Maxime wasn't there? Mike, what I do not think?
0: think? I don't think he would have. I think that Hagrid would have met his demise without her being present. Whoa. Yeah, I know that sounds awful, but and I know that it would have been uh, a horrible thing to write, but I think that uh, She Who Shall Not Be Named uh, knew getting into this chapter that he could not have been alone for this journey because he would not have come back.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's true. Trace, what do you think?
2: I mean, obviously Haggard is not good speaking under pressure, so he certainly couldn't have talked his way out of it.
1: That's true. We can see that in a couple of minutes. In that this becomes evident.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Like wiggle a lot.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> so how my cat this, gets
2: out of my arms.
1: If I was like editing this book and I was like looking for ideas, like to me, the easiest idea in terms of like, I'm not surprised to read this in a book. Maybe it's not as believable in real life. Is like he's about to get put to death or whatever by these giants and then he like mentions his mom and they're like oh like someone's like wait i knew his mom like she was a good giant or whatever like and they that saves him okay
0: i like that angle better than mine
1: i mean yours is more realistic (laughs) i think but mine's better for like a book (laughs) <laughs> yes,
0: that's why you write and I do not. What if like,
1: <laughs> what if for four hundred and twenty pages it's like, where's Hagrid? I don't know. He just left. Like, where's Hagrid? Is he okay? I'm I'm worried about him. I haven't seen him. And then it's just like, oh oh, he died <laughs> like halfway <laughs> through the book. Halfway through the book, he just died a month ago off screen.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: how unsatisfying. Right. So they use magic against the giants. So everything's fucked. Don't use magic against the giants.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't like it.
1: Yeah. So Hagrid and Maxime have to like stay out of sight. Like they can't go down there again. Yeah. Um, but they stay around and like they're watching and trying to figure out what to do next. And fucking.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we know this happened. We all have needs.
1: We all have needs, especially whether we're
0: big or small.
1: Bored as hell in a cave. Tight perhaps quarters. About to die. Hagrid said.
2: Hagrid said that it was the giant snoring that caused the avalanche, but I'm not so Mm -hmm. sure.
0: It was that clapping.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) If the mountains are rocking, don't come knocking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So from their cave, as they're smoking their post-coitus cigarettes out on the Mm -hmm. door of the cave, they see Death Eaters approach and they're like chatting up Golgamath. They decide, like, instead of going to him again, let's try to talk to, like, some other giants. Yeah. I think this is a good strategy. It's kind of, like, the only strategy. Yeah. You definitely can't go back to Golgamath
2: No. I wonder how many gifts they brought, though.
1: I was wondering the same thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a bag like what Hermione does in Deathly Hallows. Mm. Yeah. Dumbledore's just, like, here like a cute backpack <laughs> a, it's a gen sport Hagrid's just traveling with a gen sport
2: <laughs> no Hagrid has his LL Bean backpack with like his name on it
0: yeah <laughs> totally embroidered. has his initials on it <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I will say that I am impressed with Hagrid keeping his cool while this is happening because he sees that it's McNair who was the supposed it's supposed to be the executioner of Buckbeak yeah yeah You know, so for him to be able to, like, watch somebody you know he just absolutely hates with all of his giant being, you know, half-giant being that uh, (laughs) sit there and talk with these giants, Mm -hmm. you know, like, he knows, like, he already has, like, beef with this guy, and now this guy's, like, messing up his whole mission.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: Maxine was holding him back. No, baby, don't go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can't go. You're naked. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Oh,
1: oh, it's nice to be able to make uh, sex jokes about adults for once, isn't huh. it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> Consenting adults.
1: Oh. Oh, she gave him that extra consent. <laughs> I mean, did you guys watch that video? The Lizzo video? No. What? It's called extra consent. It's not... Lizzo's oh, just on you it. you know
2: what? I think you did. Like a while ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Girl, I want extra consent. Girl, I yeah
0: (laughs) i'll have to see this
1: oh my god it's amazing so they go looking in caves for like the giants who are hiding from the wrath of golgamath which i think is actually literally a story in the silmarillion true uh it's awkward because like the death eaters are somewhere too and they're trying to like find giants but not find death eaters it's a dangerous game Mm mm-hmm Just walking into caves.
0: you imagine those two, like, sneaking around, like, tiptoeing from cave to cave? (laughs) But, you know, it's just, I mean, they're just so large. (laughs) The tiptoeing is loud.
1: (laughs) I love picturing Madame Maxime in, like, basically what Dr. Sattler wears in Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes.
1: Cute. Like, she'd look so good in that whole ass outfit. Yeah. Safari queen. With her hair back in, like, a beret, you know, like a practical beret.
2: Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: Hagrid just kind of like trails off and he's gazing into the distance, reminiscing about how how fiery Madame Maxime is when she's mad. Mm-hmm. She's
0: something when she's roused. He's
1: like doing everything in his power. He's like, don't get a boner in front <laughs> of the kids.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Take an eye he out. expects
0: it's the French in her.
1: And Harry allows him 30 seconds of this before ending it. Do you guys want to wait 30 seconds right now to see how long that is?
2: This is my nightmare. (laughs) Wait, let's
1: do it. Hold on. We're going to wait 30 seconds starting now. So that's how long he was just gazing into the fire. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> I can't take it. I'm also already that kid in school who was like, don't laugh. Don't laugh. And just starts laughing and snorting everywhere. That was really difficult.
1: Oh, that was painful. 30 seconds never
0: felt so long.
1: Okay, so that's how long Hagrid is daydreaming about Madame Maxine before Harry clears his throat.
0: Yikes. God. That was, that was very, like, giving of all three of them to, you know, give him that 30 seconds of that. What are because, they
1: doing? That was a long period of time. Are they, like, making eyebrows at each other? Like, oh, you say you know something. What? I don't know, say something.
0: All the magic, all the giants, everything that happens in the story. That's probably the most unbelievable part is that Ron allowed those 30 seconds.
1: Ron's just, like, checking out his fingernails.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully somebody's, like, playing with Fang or anything. Oh, yeah. Something.
1: So that's a great question, Grace, that you reminded me to ask, where was Fang this whole time? Oh, yeah. He's here now. Where the hell was he? Mm-hmm.
2: I thought he was there. I just thought that, like, Grubbly Plank took over everything. And
1: including Fang.
2: Including Fang.
1: That's the best answer. She's been staying in the cabin, too. She likes it there. Yeah. He wasn't at doggy it's like daycare. A, it's like an Airbnb for her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What if Hogsmeade did have a doggy daycare?
0: <gasps> that's where you'd always find me.
2: <laughs> yes,
1: You work there, you run it <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so funny So they uh, They find three injured giants Hiding in a cave uh, There wasn't room to swing a easel.
2: Is that a you thing? That is dick. that an expression?
1: That, well, it's a magic expression Because a kneesle is like a magic
2: cat Oh You know what, that's really funny Because I was listening to the audiobook. And so I did not know. I thought he said easel.
3: <laughs> and oh.
2: And I was like,
1: okay.
0: So the K is not silent. I've always read it as kneesel, but what I'm did going I say? with knees. Did you say kniesel? Mm, Am I hearing I things? I think said kneesel. Okay. Well, my brain Kniezel. heard the K that time.
1: <laughs> I don't know what I said, um, but I'll believe anything.
0: Yes. Whatever you said is what I'm going with. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. It's that's It's for happening. sure kneesel. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, a easel is smaller than an easel. So if there isn't room to swing a easel, there's definitely not room to swing an easel.
2: Okay, great. That You know what? That really helps me like with well, the image.
1: Actually, there are some really small easels out there.
0: Mm-hmm. That's hmm, true. I kind
1: of forgot that they go super little. Remember, we used to have that tiny painting?
2: Yeah. yeah. The
0: a little like, two-inch or three-inch square oh, painting.
1: Yeah. A
2: little miniature painting. On a miniature easel.
1: They're like connecting with these giants about their cause, but then fucking Golgamath's people raid the caves and murder everyone.
0: Ugh. They beat the shit out of a few. Mm hmm.
1: And then, yeah, whoever's left like doesn't want to talk to Hagrid after that.
2: Yeah,
0: it's really. Yep, they're done. Yeah,
2: it's a bad situation.
1: Yeah, it's just everything's going wrong. Yeah. So they they were forced to leave in the end, like having not gotten giants. Yeah. Well, and the the question that I have is, they're like, so the giants aren't coming, and Hagrid's like, maybe they'll come. I don't know. Like, what are they? Are we trying to get them to come here? Right.
2: Like, what was the goal? Besides just to get their like allegiance or something. That's what I thought. I have no idea. Uh,
1: like, why invite them back?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, like were they just gonna hang out in the Forbidden Forest or something?
1: Spoiler alert: that's right? not viable. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's some people in that forest that are don't take too kind to that. And like it's not it. like
1: there's mountains in the UK. There's like I think a lot of hills in Scotland, isn't that right? Hilly. Yeah. Maybe some cliffs.
2: Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh
1: huh. So Hermione asks if Hagrid heard about his mom while he was there. And he did. He heard that she died years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's sad.
2: It it was sad. And I was trying to remember when Hagrid had talked to them about like his mom and his dad. Was that in the fourth book?
1: I think we hear about it first when Rita Skeeter publishes about it in the fourth book. That's right. They like maybe even never really confirm it with him until now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. Yeah,
0: and I do want to jump in there because we, you know, we're now done with uh, Hagrid telling his story.
1: Hagrid's tale.
0: Hagrid's tale. He's done telling his tale. That that tale, like I would, hear you talking about for like seeing a novella about it separately. I would love to see that that story told through the eyes of like one of the directors of like a Game of Thrones episode.
1: Oh. Do you know, what I mean? like
0: just seeing like just full on like there'd be the violence, the sex. And like, you know, just all the entire Big story in general, like, right, you know, just seeing production that like value. through that. Yeah, that production value of like a Game of Thrones style.
1: Yeah. And like you said, when we were talking about it before, like some plot lines in Harry Potter, I want to see the adult perspective. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the adult relationships, I want to understand them from an adult perspective. Yes. This whole book, I am so curious about what's happening with the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Like how are those people seeing each other and communicating with each other? Like we don't get to see any of that, but there's a lot of them and they're all doing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Let me see it. So they're starting to ask him to explain like like more, but there's a knock at the door. Actually, it's a sharp sharp rapping style, like. The Mm. Mm R-A-knock.
0: Oh, the R-A-knock. The worst kind. Hide everything. Guess who? The queen bitch herself.
1: (sighs) It's Umber. Don't call her queen.
0: Oh, yeah. I take it back. The bitch herself.
1: She's dressed (laughs) like fucking Kirby. (laughs) So, okay. They can see her shadow. It's squat. Whatever. They throw on the invisibility cloak and they, like, back up against a wall. Hagrid hides their mugs, but Hermione dropped hers or... Somebody's went down. Yeah, I think it was Hermione.
0: She, yeah, she Hermione, was killed. Yes, yeah, as Hermione gasped. Her mug slipped through her fingers and smashed on the floor. Fang yelped. Mm.
1: Hermione, like, always be doing shit like this, like letting her feelings get the better of her. And my first impulse is to, like, to, like not like that, because it's like, why is the woman, like, so easy to startle and, like, you know, flappable? But then... But then you have to think about how like level-headed Hermione is so much of the time. It's it, I think it becomes like a very consistent and endearing part of her character that she sometimes her brain goes completely blank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For like a split second, and then she recovers.
2: Yeah, I'm a I pretty jumpy person, so I can't really fault her because I am the same way.
1: Fight, flight, or freeze. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Umbridge walks in. Hagrid is like. Oh, hey. Uh, Who the fuck are you? (laughs) He literally says that. (laughs) So, what time do we think it is? Like midnight? It's gotta be late.
0: It's late for sure.
1: I don't remember what happened before this. It was like the Quidditch game, and then they were all sad in the common room, and then everyone went to bed, Mm -hmm. and then Ron came back from being depressed. And then they went. So, yeah, it has to be, I would say, like, one in the morning, probably. Yeah,
2: that sounds right.
1: And she just walks into his house. Yeah. At 1 a.m.? I'm calling the cops.
2: Yeah. And, like, starts investigating immediately, like, opening his covers, then looking in his cauldron.
0: Like, she owns the place. I hate people like her.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. She needs probable cause to search your house like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, her reputation, like, he already knew of her when she showed up.
2: That's true. He you did know. say, like, aren't you a ministry person?
0: Don't you work with fudge? Yeah. I you know.
1: What he was saying is, what the fuck are you doing in my house right now? Right. <laughs> Fair question. Apparently, she heard voices and Hagrid says, I-, I was talking to Fang, which, here's the thing. She's like, oh, and, and he talks back and he's like, well, in a sense, like, he doesn't commit. Yeah. But, but, what I would do is be like, oh, yeah, he talks back. Isn't that right, Fang? Oh, yeah, that's right, you're right? And then just starts, like, going off and doing, like, a bit. Perfect. And, like, that's what I would do. So smart. I don't think, I don't think his path is com- convincing. <laughs> Umbridge saw three sets of footprints coming down to the cabin and none going away from the cabin, which is honestly kind of like a huge oversight. If you ask oh me, oh my god! Like if if anyone looked down from the whole castle, they could see yeah. that someone went down to Hagrid's house. Yeah,
0: I feel like that's really amateurish of the three of them. Yeah, how many are years these into Goobers? Like
2: yeah. I can't believe you know, like, none I feel of like them Hermione realized. would
0: have said something about it, like if she had done some little magic while, while they're going down that clears the path. I
2: mean, that's what they do going back up.
1: They're just being absolute boobs right now.
0: But they just, they were so excited to see Hagrid, they, they just forgot ran. themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like two
1: feet of snow. Yeah. Can you imagine? I would never leave the castle. <laughs> Not for Hagrid. I, I'll send an I'm owl. S-
0: I'm so glad he's back. I will wait till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, what?
1: Especially because, like, catch me never on the grounds of hogwarts after dark because that shit is scary Mm -hmm. any of the grounds
2: yeah yeah
1: it's pitch black they don't have like lights out there this isn't fucking uva they don't have like they don't have like lit paths through the hillside like it is pitch blackness woods
0: yeah right and anything could have come out of the woods during the during the evening hours, honestly, I wouldn't leave the
1: freaking common room
2: or the dormitory because
1: <laughs> the castle's, castles scary, scary too. Everything is scary yeah. when you think about it. The common room's kind of scary. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> There's just a lot gonna, of fireplaces in there.
0: I'm just gonna get under the sheets yeah, exactly. and hide myself to light.
1: <laughs> Man, do you guys just like casually Zillow just for no reason? You're just like, what if I was a millionaire? Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I was looking at a house today that had a. A wood burning fireplace in the master bedroom, and uh-huh. I was like, "That's the dream. Yeah. That's the snuggliest my life could be. Mm.
2: So cozy." That was
0: like me last last year with my friend who was looking at houses, and he was sending me listings for like three million dollar housing, Seriously, looking at them, and I was like, "Oh, please buy that place because I know there's hidden secret passageways mm-hmm. and and the walls, and I want to throw a clue party. Definitely, yeah. buy yeah. this I'm house, please. <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: something." In two years, no, in one year now, me and Sean's house turns 100 and we're going to have like a 20s themed party for it. Oh Should God. we do like a Clue murder <gasps> mystery? Ooh.
3: Yes. Clue was that. like
1: later than that, though, wasn't it? Mm? I don't know.
0: Google, I know it, was, I know it was
1: filmed very recently, but when is it?
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, the movie's from the
1: 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the it's a similar I vibe. I did say very recently, didn't I? That, it, I <laughs> that wasn't the right way to describe the 80s.
0: 1949.
1: Okay, so maybe we'll do we'll do like a speakeasy murder mystery and we'll save the clue one for another day.
0: Okay. I'm down for that.
1: Anyway, put on your calendar sometime in 2024. My house's birthday party. I'm
0: there. Do you know Clue is my favorite board game?
1: Oh. You gave yep. it to Haley once for Christmas.
0: Yeah, she said she would only play the original version and none of those bastardized versions. Meanwhile, I have the Golden Girls clue where you have to figure out who ate the last piece of cheesecake. And I <laughs> love it.
1: <laughs> Haley was like, I can't I can't find it anywhere. No, she's like, I, I used to have that one, but I couldn't find it anywhere to replace it. And then you just like immediately bought it for her. Like super easy. Yeah, I found <laughs> it. Was, like, it. it a was target.
0: My, my first search, I found it. <laughs> I have another version of it where it's uh, they're called like the bookshelf versions, but it looks like a big book. And on the spine, it says Clue. When you open it up, it's all the pieces of the Ooh, board game. Ooh, I
1: love that.
0: Yeah, and they, they, have, they did all the classic games. Like, I have that and Scrabble as books, but they do, like, Candyland and Monopoly.
1: Will you guys play yeah. Scrabble with me? No one will ever yes. play with me.
0: I, I grew up on Scrabble and Yahtzee, so I will I love that Scrabble,
1: you and, Scrabble. like, here, I'm not even good at it. Like, I'm so regular at it. Mm-hmm. But people don't <laughs> want to play with me. We'll play. <laughs> what I'm saying is you'll probably win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say no mm-hmm. more. So things are not going well. Let's just say that lying is not Hagrid's best strength.
0: Mm -mm. That's very admirable, though. (laughs) You
1: know? No, come on. You got to be able (laughs) to lie for certain reasons. (laughs) Yeah, Especially if you're doing secret missions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Terrible spy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Umbridge is, like, searching his cabin. She narrowly misses the trio. Like... Woman, I can't believe he just lets her do this. Yeah, same. So then she sh- she sort of like wheels on him, demanding to know why he's injured. Okay, strike two. He says he tripped. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Bro, come on. <laughs> why weren't you were gone all summer? You're telling me you weren't thinking of a good cover for why for why any of this was anything? Like this is the worst. This is the worst I've ever seen. I know, and like, if Dumbledore
2: is gonna give him all this info about how to interact with the giants and everything like that, and everything to do, like he could have at least fed him a story to tell when he got
1: him a story. He doesn't have a good imagination, I guess.
0: And the thing is, is too, while he's trying to get come up with a reason on the fly, he says he tripped over a broomstick, but then he changes it to he was trying to ride a horse. What uh, really? Just yeah, it. It's in the or my is my brain. Had I read it wrong, you know, I have the book in front of me, so I've been moving along with us. But um, he says, "Yeah, that's right. Over, over a friend's broomstick. I don't fly myself. Well, look at the size of me. I don't reckon there's a broomstick that'll hold me. Friend of mine breeds Abraxan horses. I don't know if you've seen them or not. Big beasts, winged. You know, I've had a bit of a ride on one of them, and it was. And then she cuts
1: him off. Oh, somebody had to. <laughs> man, he was just he rambling. just
0: starts rambling. He's panicking, He's just babbling.
1: It's absolutely bananas to not have a better story than what he has right now. Like, like, here, I'll come up with a better story. <laughs> like, like, I was on. a I would, I would probably say like I was like rock climbing up north in like uh like Sweden or like skiing mm-hmm. and I hurt myself skiing because. You were far away, they don't know people there, like they're not gonna check. You might not be able to pronounce the name of the town you were in, and it would give you an excuse to not be tan. Like he just he's Yeah, smart.
2: or he could say yeah. he was on like a work trip and work trip. he was researching magical creatures and just Oh my god,
1: great idea, Grace. Freaking like
2: yeah. gotten a little tussle, you know.
1: Honestly, honestly, if he was that smart. He would have fucking like taken like a sketchbook with him and been like taking notes on animals while he was traveling. That's like not hard to do. It is your passion. Mm -hmm. And like you would have such a good story when you got back. Ah.
0: (laughs) And also you got to think about there's travel time after he got his ass beat to make it back. That Max Meta Maxime is smart enough to be like, okay, here's the story. You know, because I don't know how many 30 second pauses she allowed, but mm. I know that they definitely <laughs> talked about,
2: like, OK, here's
0: why you look so fucked.
2: Yeah. You know,
0: but, yeah. but he doesn't have one.
1: Uh, yep. Negligent. It's bad. <sighs> OK. Uh, She she is like, where have you been? He's like, oh, like, he he claims he just needed time away for his health. And she's like in the mountains because she knows.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. God, she knows everything. I hate her. She's the
1: worst. She's
0: the worst. She's the worst person in the world. Huge, skank, terrible.
1: Like, you really just want to <laughs> hurt her physically. You know, like, you really just yes. want to, like, break her nose. Yes. Reminder that she's mortal like us.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: She explains that she's been inspecting the teachers, and she's like, well, I'll see you again soon, and leaves. Because she couldn't find anything, like, super incriminating right away. This bitch. Mm-hmm. Hagrid watches out the window to make sure she goes. And she does. And Hermione is like, yo, Hagrid, honestly, straight up, like, do not cross this bitch. Like, yeah. don't do your dumb- the dumb shit you usually do in class. And he's like, mm, uh, don't worry about it.
2: He is. <laughs> It'll be fine. He is not concerned.
1: Honestly, he's probably really happy to be back. And maybe he's been thinking about this lesson plan for a long time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe that's what he was doing in the downtime.
1: Oh, just write it down. Be like (laughs) I went to research.
2: Yeah, it is nice, though. I think that, like, you know, Hermione is generally not the biggest fan of Hagrid as a teacher. Right. But like, I mean, and I get it. I get it (laughs) for sure.
0: Um, Perspective. I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But (laughs) I mean, when it comes down to it, though, and she's like, Umbridge is going to come after him. Like her loyalty (laughs) kicks in and she's like, that's not going to happen. I think that's nice.
1: Yeah. Oh. Hmm. It's like you're a better friend than a teacher. The thing is that he could be a really good teacher. Like if him and Grubbly Plank were working together. Oh yeah. You know, teachers. Like he just needs a filter. He, he needs someone approving his lesson plans.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dumbledore is certainly not going to do it.
1: Like, per- yeah, he his department yeah. head would be like Professor Sprout as like as like the biology department. Yeah. Definitely.
0: I love it, though, when Hermione is like, hey, you know, she's really coming down to everybody. Why don't you, like, chill out with your lesson plan? And he's like, no, what I have coming up next is amazing, and you must see it. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't absorb that he's supposed to, like, simmer down. Yeah. Just for a couple lessons. It's
1: crazy because he thinks she's being dramatic, but, like, you just got here, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you, and she, Umbridge, marched into your house in the middle of the night? You think she won't fire you over some dumb shit?
2: Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. not like they didn't. Say what had happened to Trelawney? Like they have evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
1: uh, he's like, mm, "Don't worry about it," and he sends him off to Little Betty by time.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he's you. like, "Cover your tracks on the way, you dummies."
1: So then <laughs> it's like it's so awkward because you have to like preserve the mystery of the one way tracks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> the unexplained.
1: Well, that's the end of the chapter. Mike, is there anything that we missed or that you liked? Anything, any last words?
0: No, I don't. I think we kind of covered it all. Like, it was, like a, it's actually a, a very fun chapter within a book that I found the hardest to read.
1: Yeah, I you totally know? agree. It's like, um, it's, it's like you're watching a, like a sitcom or like a TV show and it's like the one spinoff episode, you know, that's like not part of the main story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a flashback episode. Mm-hmm. A nice little break. Yep.
0: agreed. It would have been perfect had that bitch in pink not shown up, but, you know, but it's fine. It had to happen. She had to show up to keep the story moving.
1: I just hate her so much. She's always there. And it's like, it's like the sickly sweet, like the way she like acts so coy.
0: It's one of those things I always think of us, you know, and this is one of those memes we've all seen a million times, but it's, you know, who's the worst character in the Harry Potter series and why is it Dolores Umbridge? Right. Uh Yep.
1: For (laughs) sure. The world. (laughs) <laughs> grace any last words about the chapter um there's only one thing I can't
2: remember who said it but somebody and it's probably Harry actually now that I'm thinking about it um but somebody says that Sirius had mentioned that Madame Maxime had gotten back like ages ago
1: yeah and like separately. wondering
2: why Hagrid had not also gotten back ages ago but Like, I guess, are they having conversations with Sirius that we're not privy to? Who? Like, the kids. The kids, yeah.
1: So we didn't witness him saying that? Yeah, like, we... They've talked to him a couple times.
2: I guess so. I don't know. I just feel like every time they talk to Sirius, it's, like, a big deal and, like, a really planned out thing. And so I just thought it was interesting, like, that little line about how it was, like, oh, Sirius said Madame Maxime got back ages ago. Like, where have you been? And I'm like... Why would they have heard it from Sirius? I don't know. And like, and like, we didn't have any indication before now that anyone had heard anything about anything to do with Hagrid. So I don't know. Maybe it's just like a bit of a throwaway line, but I just thought it was like interesting.
1: Yeah, that is interesting. Definitely not a lot of information for our heroes here. Even yeah. Despite the whole the whole chapter having been exposition.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
1: One thing that I want to talk about before we wrap it up is I know I was teasing Ron at the beginning of the episode for being like so enthralled with the story, but I kind of just remembered that this is, I don't know uh, if y'all remember last week's episode, but like this is the worst day of Ron's life. It's like different chapter, different Mm. week of the podcast, but like same day from the last chapter, which is like the worst day of Ron's life. Like he played so badly in that Quidditch game and it was like the Weasley is our king, like all that shit. And yeah,
2: and didn't Harry just get like a lifetime ban? Harry,
1: Harry got it, and the twins got a lifetime ban. So Ron can't quit because <laughs> that's like the whole team. Yeah. So I'm glad Ron has this distraction actually, in that he's just like goofing on this story, this crazy story that Hagrid's telling him.
2: Yeah, he's he's along for the ride. That's for sure.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. he's
1: like Quidditch might be hard but at least I didn't have to fight a giant
0: (laughs) it could have been worse
2: perspective
1: are y'all ready to move on to plugs yeah Sure. amazing Mike do you want people to find you on the internet
0: Uh, sure Um, well you can hear me on another podcast along with Grace and Christina and Mary Payton we miss you I wish you were here on how do I book by Wilding Press. I should
1: have just brought her on this episode, even though I only usually do three people.
0: I thought about it, too, because I felt like she was missing. Because if case people going way back to another episode of the restricting section, the four of us are each of the four houses.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: that's why we make a great business partner. Well,
1: we'll <laughs> do another episode, the four of us. Yeah.
0: We should. We should for sure. Okay. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram at, um, at Roy.G.Biv79. Uh, I've had Roy.G.Biv79 as my three names since the 90s and someone else had it. So I had to put those dots in there.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Well, it's great. And what have you been watching or reading, listening to, playing lately that you think the listeners of our podcast would enjoy?
0: I have two. I don't know if I'm allowed that, but I'm going with two. Uh, That's one right. of them is an anger plug. Uh, it's because I really fell in love with a series that came out on Netflix in October called Half Bad, The bastard Son and the Devil Himself. And it's based off the Half Bad uh, young adult fantasy series by Sally Green. And the first season was absolutely amazing. It's kind of like a near R-rated Harry Potter style. It's good witches, bad witches. There's blood, gore. A polyamorous relationship. Oh. A really sexy alchemist French man Whoa. named Gabriel. His
1: eyes are closed. He's <laughs> his, <gesturing>.
3: his, <laughs> his
0: fingers are always blue, and I don't know why, but I find that really hot.
1: It's like he's um, dying slowly. That's so but, hot. like, <laughs>
0: a month later, Netflix canceled it. Oh. And I'm oh. really mad about that. Ouch. And because they're, they've gotten really good at that. But there's supposed to be a... Uh, it's going to already happen by the time this airs, but... Uh, in a few days, they're going to have a Twitter storm to like, so everybody can let them know how angry they are that it got canceled. But I still recommend watching that. My other plug for a show that's still going on is on HBO Max. And it's on its third season, but it's called We're Here. And it's a uh, three very pretty famous drag queens in the RuPaul's Drag Race universe uh, visit small towns in America to let people know that the gay community, the LGBTQIA plus community exists, even no matter how small your town is. So these people, they, these three drag queens go to this, these small towns and they end up putting on a drag show at the end of the week, but they involve people from the community, whether they're allies or whatever, wherever they identify on the spectrum. Oh, that's and so it's fun. absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful and amazing. And I end up crying through quite a few end of the episodes just to see people up there, no matter even how bad they're performing, just to feel free in a community where they feel like they have no voice. Mm-hmm. So it's we're here on HBO Max, and I highly recommend
1: it. That's beautiful. Amazing. And you didn't say this, but everyone listening out there, if you need some design work done, hit Mike up, because he'll design your shit for you.
0: Michael at WildingPress.com.
1: Crushed it. Yes, sir. Grace, well, you know, people can find you at Wilding. I don't think you have to review at it. At wildlingpress on all the socials. And what have you been up to lately you think the listeners would like?
2: Um, I am going to plug yet another recipe. Uh, Christina, I made this for you for your birthday one year. Um, Lemon poppy seed cake. (gasps) Life, love, and sugar has a really yummy recipe. Lemon poppy seed cake layers, lemon curd filling, and a cream cheese frosting. Yes, please. Honestly,
1: lemon poppy seed... In my personal opinion, best flavor in the world.
2: Really yummy. And I just feel like when you're in the dregs of winter, if you can make something that brings a little sunshine into your day, mm, you should. turkey.
1: I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. I haven't finished plugging all my podcasts, which I started doing like two months ago. <laughs> I've been plugging all the podcasts that I listen to, um, but I've been getting derailed lately. And this week I'm going to plug a game that I've been enjoying lately. It's called Betrayal. At House on the Hill. I played it um er, for the first time with Zach and Alex at their the new their new home in Baltimore, um from My Cabbages, Zach and Alex. Yeah. Um and and I really it's a really fun game and I so I bought it for Sean for Christmas and it's a it's like a haunted house game. You're like exploring a haunted house. And then That sounds fun. There's like a always a big bad who comes and gets you. So um if you like board games, I recommend. Betrayal at house on the ha- house on haunted. <laughs> <Not> haunted.
0: <laughs> One more time. One more time with feeling.
1: Betrayal at house on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, We should play it sometime. It's really not hard. Yeah, I'm down.
0: I'm down for sure.
1: Well, that's that. Mike, thank you so much for coming on to the restricted section. Finally, your presence has been here all along through your beautiful logo that only sometimes gets flagged for having the Harry Potter lightning bolt and glasses in it.
0: You know, it happens. But, yeah. No, thank you for having me on. And uh, I'm glad that I finally gave up the fight of not coming on. <laughs> and now I'm here. And I had a I had a great time.
1: Yeah. listeners. I'm used like, to being
0: the man behind the curtain, you know?
1: <laughs> listeners, believe me when I tell you that he was originally invited on the podcast at least two years ago.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I'm good.
1: <laughs> but then we got you on How Do I Book, which is like a business obligation. And like you had to yeah. do it. And people... Love to hear your voice over there. And I was like, I've put you on the restricted section. Don't fight me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't. I'm glad I'm here. You know, my fear of podcasts is well, well gone. (laughs) You did I'm now a participant.
1: I'll pick a good chapter for the wild things to all cover together for whatever the next book is. What is it? Half-Blood Prince. Yeah.
0: That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun. And Chris, as always, thank you so much for being my friend.
2: Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's my pleasure.
0: <laughs> I didn't even get that.
1: <laughs> Thanks to all of you for being my friend. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode.
0: And we're out.
1: That's it, Potheads. Thanks for listening to The Restricted Section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. What would you do if there was a terrifying prophecy about you? Or you had to go on a perilous quest to save a friend. Or everything you loved was in danger and the world was about to end? Whoa, uh, slow down, Charlie. You know what to do when all that crazy stuff happens, right? Call Ghostbusters? No. <laughs> you listen to Of the Eldest Gods. Oh, 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 right, right, right. Sorry, Ray. Uh, y'all can listen to our podcast about the Rick Riordan books. We'll cover each chapter and talk about some of the fucked up mythological content. And we'll probably get cursed by Zeus. Let's hope that doesn't happen this season. Catch O'Tag on all your podcast platforms. And eat some blue food while you listen. Wish us luck while we survive the apocalypse. Charlie. What? Dude, the more embarrassed you are, the better for this show.
3: Dave X Media.